Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast is a shortened, taster version of an episode from the Steve Bloomers Washing Patreon where we've released more than 25 bonus podcasts, including interviews with Rams legends like Igor Stimak and Mark Poom. You also get behind-the-scenes content, away day videos, free merchandise for signing up, and loads more perks. So to hear the full pod and get access to our entire SBW Patreon back catalogue, head over to patreon.com forward slash Steve Bloomers Washing, where you can sign up for less than one pound Per week. On with the show. What a fantastic goal that is from Derby! Chance for WDD, yeah! It's comments! Derby in front! It's Steve Bloomers washing on Patreon for a bonus midweek special. Hello. Uh, The season is half a dozen games old, but your August bonus episode has come at a very good time indeed. Uh, Fresh off the back of a thumping away win at Peterborough. And I've also got our first ever musical guest uh, with a Derby twist. More on that in a second. Uh, I'm Chris Parsons. Anton's here. Three wins out of five so far, mate. Have you seen enough to believe that Derby County are promotion contenders this season? I mean, we see something different every game at the moment, Chris. So uh, I I think uh, the proof is still in the pudding on that front. I mean, I don't know how it's only been five games so far this season. It feels so much longer. It has flown by for sure. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, it's August, but I think the signs are encouraging and it's good to see a bit more like unity and I don't know I'm sure there'll be more bumps in the road but I would say that nine points from our game so far isn't too bad a quick fire one for you Anton um as Derby did put four past Peterborough at the weekend so we've been doing this podcast for seven seasons and in that time Derby have only scored four goals away in a league game you're gonna quiz me here (laughs) four times uh can you identify any of those four games it's definitely not been when we've been there chris i can i can tell you that much um uh, I, nope my my gut says like blackpool potentially no no i mean one of them is a very famous game that we do talk about quite often i'll give you a clue towards the end of the season maybe from a maybe against a team from yorkshire oh of course in the playoffs 
How did I forget that? Well, forget I've just realised, does that count as a league game? I'm going to say that it does for the purposes of this. Yeah, um, extension of. I'll give you the other three. The other one, well, three of them are in the Lampard season. West Brom away, 4-1. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, I do. I do. Uh, Norwich away in the Lampard season uh, around the yeah, turn of the year yeah. when the lights went and won 4-3. Jack, Jack Marriott, yeah. And I wouldn't blame you for forgetting this one, but behind closed doors, Birmingham City away in 2021, we won 4-0. Do you remember that? Oh, that was around Christmas time, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think one of about three, the only three good games that uh, Kamal Juzviak had in a Derby County shirt. Uh, so I don't blame you for forgetting, but maybe our... Uh, our third panellist might remember some of those games. Um, alongside us, we are obviously predominantly a, a Derby County podcast here on SBW, but we're also proud to be connected to the city of Derby. We all have strong links to the city and to the East Midlands, and we're always happy to champion the best of the city, especially if they have uh, connections to the Rams, which is undoubtedly the case to describe our uh, our third panelist today, uh, Marseille are a indie rock five piece band from Derby whose following has grown steadily since they formed two years ago, thanks to their distinctive Britpop inspired sound, uh, which was described as psychedelic sunshine by Steve Lamack on BBC Six Music. Uh, they're embarking on a big UK tour soon. Uh, which I'm sure they will be planning around the Derby County fixture list because lead singer Will Brown is a lifelong Rams fan and he's with us now. How are you doing, Will? Hi, Chris. How are you doing? Really very, very good. Uh, so first things first, do you mem- would you have been able to name any of those four games where Derby scored four? How's your memory of the Lampard season? Uh, it's pretty good. It's, I have fond memories of the Lampard season. The Lonies were obviously a big part of that and some of our favourite Derby players ever. Uh, I have very fond memories of it, so yeah, I might have been able to remember some of them. So, how is it? How do you um, how do you sort of fit things around the band? Then I know it must be it must be tricky, like gigging so much and going to as many games as you do. I think you go to quite a few home and away games. Like, do you have to sort of pick and choose occasionally? I go to as many as I can. Um, at the minute, it's pretty simple because I usually do. T- we do tours now. In the early days, it was really hard because we were just doing gigs here, there, everywhere, whenever we could but now we've sort of got a little bit of a structure to it so we go on like a tour for like a month and then I'll just miss about four or five games really and now because it's not we're not on tour at the minute uh, I've got quite a bit of time for it so I'm able to go to a lot of the games which is great. How does your liver survive Will with all those days out and gigs? Yeah I'm not a massive drinker to be fair so I'm, I'm not too bad but it's obviously not fit into the rock and roll stereotype, but yeah, I, I, I just like the match, I enjoy music, so football and music's everything. I'm not really into the drinking culture. We'll, uh, we'll get to the music side of things in uh, due course, Will, but what's your Derby County story then? Like, Tell us your, what's your Rams background? How did you end up with the uh, blessing and curse that is being a Derby County fan? Uh, obviously, our most stories start is through family. My dad's a massive Derby fan. And um, he's been, obviously, from a young age, he's been showing me lots of football. Like, I've been exposed to football. Uh, I've been playing football since about three. And uh, I've been going to matches since I was about four, home games. And I made my first away game, Portsmouth away, which was when I was about six. It was the 2010-2011 season that was. 
this is making me feel old. I don't know about you, Anton, but um, I'm, 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 I'm curious to know. You've been going for, you know, like over a decade. I mean, we've all got our own sort of icons and, and players that we'll tell our kids about. Like in in the time you've been watching Derby County, who are your all-time favourite Rams? Uh, I think Craig Bryson's got to be my all-time favourite Ram for obvious reasons. I do like Will Hughes. Uh, all, all the ones around the 2010 era, like re- most of the midfielders, I always seem to have a strong attraction to midfielders. Uh, I remember Vidra was good, Johnny Russell. I like all of them sort of players. It was definitely a good era to be getting into Derby, I think, those years, as we were just starting to to grow our prominence within the championship, building that squad under under Cluffy. And, uh, I mean, those names you mentioned are are heroes of, of most Derby fans, no matter what era you uh, started getting into them. I mean, it was much better than the the era that I got into Derby just as we got relegated from the Premier League in the early 2000s. It was a pretty dire, dire few years, um, but we, we got through it. We said a couple of episodes ago, Anton, that if him and Collins and Washington can get, what, like 10, 12 goals each this season, then we should have enough up top to be competitive. Waghorn's done half that already and we haven't even got out of August. Has he surprised you, would you say, with just how effective he's been in the first few games? Yeah, he has. And not necessarily just because of his goals, to be honest. Um, it's obviously great to to see him get a hat-trick and he, he's clearly full of confidence at the moment with um, two two great goals at the weekend, one uh, fairly fortunate goal. But what's surprised me most um, has actually been his, his technical ability at this level. I, I don't think it's something that I would have necessarily remembered him for in the Championship. Um, we remembered him for for kind of being um, really hardworking, uh, put his heart on his sleeve, great around the dressing room, chipped in with some goals. But I wouldn't have necessarily described him as a, a hugely technical, skillful player. But at this level, his first touch looks just a cut above the rest. He seems to have so much more time on the ball. Clearly, just his experience at playing at that level above brings other players into the game and it's 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 really been what we've been missing linking the the midfield and and the defense it it just looks much more balanced with him in the side so um even if he doesn't continue scoring goals I I think he's going to be a really important part within this team. Will did you were you obviously there at the weekend and uh sort of waggy show in the flesh um what was your reaction when we signed him in the first place did you think this is a guy who's going to you know, who's going to really connect our forward line and bang in a load of goals or like the rest of us, where you're like, oh, it's okay. Not thrilled by it, but it's a body in the door. Like, how did you react to Waghorn at the time? Yeah, sort of the same. I, I just thought it'd be more of a backup option, like a different option up front to Collins and Washington. And that's all I thought it would be. But he's genuinely really surprised me like he has everybody else. Hi there, we county fans. I'm Branko Struper. Hi, I'm Paolo Wanchop. Hi, I'm Mart Poom. And you are listening to Steve Bloomer's Washing. Enough about the football, Will, um, as we could uh, as we could talk about that all day as well. But the, the reason you're here is because I understand Marseille have a new single out. Is that right? That is right, yeah. Uh, well, the single is one that we've been working... Well, we've not been working on it for a while, but it's the type of single we've wanted to get out for a long time where it stays to a jangly like Roses-esque sort of style but still sticks with the high energy that we've sort of implemented in our sound so far so yeah we're buzzing to get it out and it's just exactly what we've been wanting to get out so yeah 
but it's called uh, this dream of mine and we're going to uh, we're going to play it at the end of the pod to uh, play us out but um tell us how it all started then because i think you, you started during lockdown is that right like how did the uh, how did marseille come into uh, come into creation well i was in a band before lockdown and that sort of just fell flat on its face so i didn't really want to be on my own so i got back in touch with uh old bass player of that band and said i want to start a band so basically that lockdown period was quite good for writing songs and getting a good bulk of songs ready to start a band and once we came out of lockdown me and him started meeting up a lot and working together on all this material we've been working on and then all the other members sort of fell into place and we've just been able to kick on from there and you're all derby lads aren't you like so how did you how do you actually know each other me and joe the guitarist we're mates from school we both went to west park together and we tom went to Birmingham Uni but he's from Derby so when he came back from uni he was looking for a band he's our drummer and he just fell straight in and Lennon we met at an open mic in uh, Repton I think and Felix we just met at college which was bizarrely a college in Nottingham but he's from Derby he's from Belper well as long as he's not a Forest fan that's the main thing oh, obviously no, you're not. Derby are there any other football fans in the band are they uh, any other connections there everyone else is a Derby fan but Felix is a uh, Spurs fan because of his dad that's fine. Just wanted to make that doubly. Just wanted to double check that you know that you've you pass a derby test. There's no forest fans in uh, in Marseille. That's the important thing. Look, we'll get on to playing one of your earlier tracks in a second. Um, but I just had to ask: you're in a unique position, Will, because look, like the rest of us, you go to a lot of derby games mainly just for that buzz. When you see a goal, when the away end erupts, when there's like limbs everywhere, or whatever, and it's just a unbeatable, like natural high that you get in life. But obviously, you also are the front man of a band, and you play in front of hundreds of people on a fairly regular basis. How does those two massive highs compare, and if, if you can really compare them? To be honest, I feel like when I'm on stage, I'm more composed. Whereas when I'm watching Derby, the excitement's high. So it's quite it's quite different because when I'm on stage, obviously, I'm expecting it. When Derby score at the minute, you're not really expecting it and the goals can come from anywhere. So uh, I think the limbs in Derby matches probably get me a little bit more excited than the ones in in uh, the crowds, really, because obviously that's all the way through. But um, they're very different feelings. But when people sing the songs back to you, sometimes you just have a moment and realise oh, this is actually happening, that people are singing your songs back and stuff. And it's just mental to think that a song you wrote in your room a few years ago or a song you wrote in a room in your room literally the other day and people are singing it back to you it's just mental to think about i'm i'm sure you've played some uh, great gigs in your time so far but what what's your your dream gig venue then would it be the derby arena or would it be pride park the big question we've actually already played derby arena oh have you yeah we played it it was felix's first gig bizarrely because uh, we've been going as a four-piece before Felix joined. So I think I think the dream gig's going to be Pride Park, really, because Derby Arena Watch is a good venue. It didn't really feel like a venue. It's definitely a sports it's a sports centre that's been converted into a gig venue. So I think Pride Park would be the one to aim for. Anton, correct me if I'm wrong, have the Red Hot Chili Peppers played at Pride Park? Have I completely imagined that? You might have imagined it. I was I was thinking we could um, pitch for like an NFL halftime show esque uh, performance uh, in the middle of a game, maybe uh, like a playoff semi final or something. It's a fantastic dream. I'm sure it will happen for you someday, uh, Will. But look, the first track we're going to play 
from Marseille is uh, one of your earlier ones, Only Just Begun. Tell us about that one then. Uh, that song's one of our older songs. It was written about a relationship that ended too soon. Basically, if you've been in that position, you might be able to uh, resonate with the lyrics. So one of our first jangly songs, and we're obviously going down that route now. So Okay, here we go. Uh, well, this is Marseille, and this is Only Just Begun.
There we go then. Only just begun. I just wanted to talk to you about your sound, Will. Um, I mean, I, you, you know, you mentioned Stone Roses there. Like, I got a bit of like a sort of a cast sort of vibe, a bit of Shed 7, maybe. Obviously very Britpop heavy. Like, what are the bands that inspired you? Influences around that time when I wrote that song would have been the Stone Roses, the Lars, cast, as you said, as well. Um, but more recently, there's been a few more that are probably around the 60s era, like... Uh, the Rolling Stones, the Beatles, the Doors. I've been getting into all them sort of bands. I'm really into the late 60s sort of psychedelia movement, as you can probably hear in that song as well. Uh, yeah, even early Primal Screams one. So, yeah, there's quite a lot of influences going to our music. It is mainly orientated around the 90s, but there's definitely some 60s little bits seeping in there as well. What's next then? I mean, like, what's the... What's the ultimate aim? Obviously, you've got a, you've got a, a string of shows around the UK, I saw, like from one end of the uh, country to the other, and he played in Jersey recently. Like, what's the uh, what's the next step for Marseille? Well, we are doing a tour soon, as you said earlier in the show. We're, we're doing a tour that's uh, raising money for a charity called the Oddballs Foundation, and 20% of each ticket sold are going towards them. And what they're doing is uh, cancer research towards testicular cancer, so money is going towards that. Um, we thought we'd do it as... It's around November time and also a lot of the dates we didn't play on our last tour. Loads of people were asking us to come to Birmingham, Aberdeen, Leeds, London and Swansea, bizarrely, which spells balls. So we've made the tour like sort of a clever marketing technique and nice. played them five dates and made sure we did it in the order that spells balls. So <laughs> if anyone wants to buy a ticket for that, it goes towards a good cause. Uh, it took a lot of thought behind it, so... Absolutely. I mean, that's what I was going to ask, Will. What's the, for our listeners tuning in and hearing you for the first time and hearing your music for the first time, what's the best way for people to support Marseille after they've heard you? Uh, well, just check us out on all the socials. It's Marseille Band. Give us, drop us a follow. Um, you can also check out our music on all major streaming platforms, Apple Music, Spotify, Deezer, whatever you're on. Every single bit of support helps. If you even like it so much to share it and tell your friends everything helps fantastic well look we're gonna leave it there it's been fantastic to have you on um i'm sure we'll be speaking again as the uh the season goes on and look when you do make it really big make sure you name check steve bloom was washing won't you when you uh yeah of course when you hit <laughs> the big time and uh before you go we have to ask do you think derby will do it do you think get promoted this season i think we'll definitely be around there yeah that's what i like to hear uh anton thanks mate appreciate it on to the next one eh yeah, on to the next one. I like the optimism, Will. So, uh, look, if, you're, uh, if you've enjoyed Marseille, then, as Will said, you know where to find them. Check them out on socials. And uh, playing us out once again, then, their new single, which uh, is available to uh, buy or stream now on all major platforms. This is Marseille, This Dream of Mine.